Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association, brought to you by Leadership Books. I am Kenneth Kinney, but friends call me Shark. And we're here today to not only help you thrive in growing a speaking business, but create one that can change the world. One keynote, one session, one workshop or speech at a time. And on today's episode, we're going to dive deeper with Susan Frew. Susan is a professional speaker and author, the owner and CEO of a home services business, as well as the president of the Colorado chapter of the National Speakers Association. Susan Fru, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you, Kenneth. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Well, it seems that almost every other news story and discussion people have today has some element of AI, artificial intelligence, and it comes up in the conversation all the time. But what are you doing as a speaker to leverage these types of advancements in technology to move your business forward? What can you do with it to find gigs, write content, and automate tasks? Our guest today is spending a lot of time on just that. And before we jump in, make sure to go to speakernomics.com. That's where you can get all the tips, the insights, the knowledge to help you become a better speaker, build a better business, and get paid to speak. So Susan, you've got a tech background as well. So Susan GPT, let's first confirm that you are indeed a real human and a professional speaker and not a bot. Can you verify through CAPTCHA which pictures have motorcycles in them? <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or, <laughs> it's always motorcycles. motorcycles around a hilltop, right? Like, what the heck? <laughs> exactly. Well, let's dive in today. So how are you using AI to help you in your speaking business today? Well, people don't realize that now with the new version of ChatGPT4, that you have the ability to create your own GPT. Now, once that feature was turned on a few weeks ago, uh, lots of people started creating GPTs and they're actually selling them. So we created one for speaking. So the way I, I did it was I created a GPT that is going to go scrub the world for speaking engagement opportunities for me based on some competitors that have spoken there before that speak in the same space. So we're taking a look at that. We're taking a look at opportunities. And then it's presenting me with a list of a really targeted list of where I should be speaking in 2024. So it's been really fantastic to be able to get that because as you know, it, we scrub and scrub and scrub and it takes forever to try and figure that stuff out. And this way we're going to shortcut it exponentially. So basically you were using a Google to go search for all of these and then look through all their websites. And now you're basically using the, the Susan GPT version to help you evaluate all that in quick. Exactly. And I also created a finance GPT. So I was able to take all of my financials, you know, blindly and put them in there and ask for a budget for 2024. And it's interesting because ChatGPT is so literal, right? So when you say you evaluate the spreadsheet, it will say column A is wider than column B. And it gets a little bit in the weeds. So what I did then is go and cut and paste it. And it looks like a big jumble of numbers and you can throw it in there. So I threw in a profit and loss, a balance sheet, a cash flow forecast, and a bank statement, you know, all blindly and threw it in there. And I got my budget for 2024. And I also found an AI bookkeeper, which is saving me a ton of money. It actually reconciles your QuickBooks every single day. And that's going to enable me now to move over to Zoho Books. 
which is something I've been wanting to do, but I needed some information before I could do that. And now I'm ready. Well, what other ways should someone look at using AI in their business? I know you also do this in your home services business. You do this with your tasks beyond just bookkeeping. We've talked about some of the, the time-saving things you've looked at doing as well. Well, social media can get us in the weeds for a long period of time, right? Like, what are we going to post and who are we going to post it to and who's our audience? Well, a lot of the AIs now will take that away from you. But I, I do want to say... Speakers never suffer from that. Are you kidding? Yeah. I do want to say about that is it still needs to be you. It needs to be your voice. You you know can't be speaking about customer service and then next week you're going to be speaking about driving trucks or what have you and now you're an expert. And I think that a lot of that is going on. What I like to do is I will write or speak to text, that's my sort of way of doing it, what I want to communicate. And then I will ask the AIs to sort of polish it or make it look more attractive or make it look more interesting. And then I will create my post for the week. I've also been doing a lot with the graphics. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the Dolly, D-A-L-L-E, that is connected to ChatGPT now. And there's other, mm-hmm. there's tons of other models out there that are doing graphics. So talk to create. And I love that. I've created a series of ebooks, all different types of ebooks based on my expertise in the home services space. So I went into Dolly and I created all the covers. And then I spoke what I knew about each topic of the books, of the four books, the ebooks, and I put them into an AI and I had it create, you know, a more concise and a much better job. So it was my editor, basically. I also use Grammarly on top of any other AI, which is in essence an AI, just to double check where you are. And then I went to a site called Draft to Digital and I was able to publish the the books and I was able to publish all the ebooks on there. It went to 15 different publishing houses and then I can download them. And now that is a lead magnet that I can have people download the book and I'll be, of course, gathering information from that. So that's a great way to use any kind of AI. So social media, landing pages, good content, but your content, your content, that's just a little bit better than you. So if you had your best friend who had an English degree from Harvard, now they are helping you to write your content. You know, as I'm listening to this also, you spent a lot of time in it, but how, you know, what made you get into it? Describe a little bit about your tech background and what got you to the comfort level where you are today. Because for a lot of people, even still, it you know, ChatGPT is not overwhelming, but it can seem from the outside somewhat daunting if you're not if you're just listening to Elon Musk and some of these folks talk? Well, I use eight different kinds of AI in the home services business as well as in the my speaking business. And one of the things, I'll just highlight this really quickly, that we did with the plumbing company is we used AI. I knew that our onboarding process was terrible and that we were losing employees because we weren't very clear about all of our policies, procedures, etc. And what I did is I created 1,100 different policies and procedures in a seven-day period using AI and a program called Trainial. 
And now I have seven hours of onboard training. So I was never really a systems person, but I feel that I am now. And, um, in my background in tech, I was an international general manager for AT&T Wireless. So I was in charge of the country of Grenada and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And prior to that, I had been in the launch teams of 138 of the GSM launch teams all across the United States, which is then why they sent me to the Caribbean for two years to get that market running. So I've always had a love and I've never had a fear of technology. I love it. I love geeking out. One of the things that I love about it too, and I'll be very vulnerable here and transparent with our NSA family, I have ADHD as my superpower. So because I have the ability to do 35 things at the same time, AI just fits in perfectly with my life and the way my brain works because it's super fast. It's always changing, coming up with great new ideas and also like keeping me on track because I also use an AI generated calendar called Motion, which is targeted to the ADHD community. So, you know, I'm just like merging the way my brain works with the way AI works. I'm with you. I suffer through the same thing. And as long as they don't yell squirrel, we'll be fine. So, um, <laughs> but True. one other question I want to ask you about AI is very often we tend to overlabel ourselves as experts in this field. Yeah. And AI is a request that I'm getting all the time as well to speak about how can you add AI to your presentation without necessarily needing to sound like you're calling yourself an expert or have a PhD or work for open AI or one of those, but still help people understand to use this, these advancements better. Well, I think because I've actually used it, yeah. right? And I shared this with you another time. For the plumbing company moving forward next year, we've cut $120,000 out of our budget by automating a lot of things through using AI different tools. So that's extremely exciting. So when I pitch myself uh, to speak about some forms of AI, I wrote a book called Compete on Awesome, Not on Price. That is still the title of my keynote. And I will add then an AI component in it as a super user. That's what I call myself, a super user. I am not a PhD in the topic. I've not been studying it for you know 25 years, which it has been around for 25 years, folks. So that's how I present it. And my presentation in my keynote is how you use it now. So I tell my audience, which is usually a blue collar audience or small business entrepreneurs, and I think this is what you can use right now. And this is exactly how I used it. And you can use it too. So I just really bring it down to the most basic level and give some really good examples. I show examples. I use an avatars, avatars that I've created of myself and how we use them in our company. And then I have them, I show this is what you can do. And then I give them a handout at the end, repeating everything I just gave them along with links. So I think that's why my keynotes are becoming so popular because it's like, here, go do this now. And I think every meeting planner wants a speaker that can deliver that, like, this is what you do now. And it's cool to listen to the, the gurus and the PhDs, because I do. I listen to four or five different podcasts on AI every week. 
And I love them and they're phenomenal and they're great speakers, but sometimes the audience can't get their head around, well, how am I going to use that? And now I'm even more scared of, of it than what after than before I heard this podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I never wanted to sound like the engineer. I want to se- sound like the one who knows how to use it. And Super I, I applaud everything you just said. So a question I'm going to ask you that came from a previous guest. This one came from Mark Levy himself. What is the most unusual thing that you do regularly or even semi-regularly to win business? What is something that other people wouldn't think about? Well, this has just happened. So I am over the moon about this. And I'm sure that there's other speakers out there who have done this idea, used this idea before, but it was new for me. I have the book, as you see behind me, Compete on Awesome, Not on Price. I was invited to speak. I have a two-day speaking engagement in January for an amazing entrepreneur organization that is going to do a two-day boot camp. And there's a theme to their two-day boot camp. And so what I did is I rewrote several of the chapters in my book. I did use a little AI and a little Grammarly and a little ChatGPT, and I added a few additional chapters that matched the theme of her event. So very inexpensively, because I took my manuscript, I got in touch with my guy on Fiverr. He helped add the extra content in there, reformat it, resize it. And then I created a new book cover, which matched the theme. And now the the meeting planner has their own custom book, not just a little twirl on the front. They have their own book. And I published it through draft to digital which was very inexpensive, actually cost me nothing. And now that is out there in the world and people can buy it that way. So that is what my offering is now. Doesn't your meeting deserve its own book? And now that I did sort of the legwork on it, I can continue that and I can do it for other people in 30 minutes. And uh, so that's just been a really great winner for me for 2024. And I've received several bookings based on that idea. Well, you're a successful speaker, but like me, you're always learning. What's a question that you would like to ask a future guest on this show? My question to for a future guest is what is your best, best idea that always wins in finding yourself new speaking engagements? How do you do that? What's your number one? Because I think all of us in our community want to know that. <laughs> yeah, agreed. We're all so generous and we want to share, but sometimes, you know, it takes a format like this to ask that question so that we can get that information in everybody's hands. Well, let's do a quick recap based on Susan's awesome advice. One, consider creating your own GPT. Two, leverage AI to polish your content and not just create it. To make sure that it's still you. Three, don't just talk about it. Use it and make yourself a super user. Susan, this has been outstanding. Any closing thoughts before we get off the stage? Yes. Closing thoughts, this. If you are feeling a little overwhelmed and intimidated by our chat GPT, I really suggest that you go to where you consume your podcasts and put in AI. There's a ton of them. Some of them are not good, I will tell you that. So <laughs> look at how many subscribers they have before you, you know, 
ruin half of an afternoon because I've already done that for you. But there's some great podcasts out there that can really chunk it down and just start start small, right? Do some social media, you know, rework some content. Just do simple things, create some really cool videos and really cool images, and then it'll give you the confidence to do the next step. Outstanding. Friends at NSA and wherever you are, make sure to join us at Speakernomics.com and let your voice be heard. Thank you to LeadershipBooks.com for sponsoring this episode of Speakernomics. I am Kenneth Shark Kinney, your host of the National Speakers Association's Speakernomics podcast. And yes, this has been another fantastic episode. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. And until we meet again on Speakernomics, remember, it's the podcast where you'll learn to speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.